N I A N E. Nope. Neve? Uh, no. N I A. Yeah, N I A. It might be Neve because that's like a like a Gaelic name, I guess Celtic name. Yeah, it is. It's Neve. It's yeah, it's Irish. That's cool. Damn, that's a cool name. Neve Algar. I like that. That is a cool name. She's a chameleon. That is a chameleon. And chameleon would be named Neve Algar. Nevalgar. Nevalgar. Ooh. That's my new my next D D character's name. Nevalgar. He's an orphan. I am Navalgar. <laughs> Can you write that 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 metal song? I think definitely make it. I think we should just start by like talking about how good it feels to be in a theater. Oh yes, we are the cellar dwellers, and today we went to see a film. I knew you were gonna say it like that. In the theater. That's Christian. My name is Colby. I'm the Seaman. He's also the Seaman. He just refuses to embrace his title. This is true. You have to earn that title. Today we went to the movies in a real deal theater at one of our favorites locally, uh, Midtown Arts Cinema. Gosh, it's it's been so long. I think it's been well over a year since I've stepped foot in that place. Yep, last summer for me, that was I saw Tenet there last summer, fully masked up, and couldn't understand a word that was said. So, <laughs> uh, and I couldn't see actually because I was wearing glasses and was fogged up. So it was True. like it was like not a great experience for me. So we had a little popcorn. We had a felt, little diet cola. Oh, it felt so nice to be back. We walked into the theater. We were the only ones at first. We saw a film, and as I recall, it was a horror film. Censor. Do you get the, that was Lonely Island. Oh, no, I didn't. Jizz in my pants. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last I, night, I, I saw a film, <laughs> as I recall. It was a horror film. Yeah. Haven't heard that reference <laughs> since high school, maybe? <laughs> I'm just losing it, man. I'm all jazzed on being out oh, in public. Don't say jizz and jazz and back-back <laughs> sentences. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Get sorry. back on topic. We saw like censor. Said, we, we saw we saw censor uh, at Midtown Art Cinema. Our favorite, uh, my favorite. I, I can personally say this is my favorite. Uh, no knock to local. any other theater locally, but uh, Midtown Arts is also my favorite. They just got a great selection. Yeah. Uh, it's it's near stuff, other stuff that I like, and um, uh, great restaurants all around it. That's what I'm saying, like stuff like that. It's just a good location, good spot, and that's where I saw I saw the devil. That's where I've seen so many wonderful films. A nice little added benefit that we found out today on Tuesdays, when, when, the night that we saw this, half price. Yeah, drinks and popcorn. apparently, I don't know if it's like every Tuesday or just. I think he said it was going on this whole week, but then we saw the sign and it said Tuesdays. So, so I don't know if you if you Tuesday nights. Or afternoon. I got free. a big ass poppy and a big ass Papa Cola, and it was fucking six dollars. That's I sh- that shouldn't feel great, but it does, it does because it usually would be like twenty. Yeah. So it was awesome. Had a great time. But I think overall, it just felt really good to be back in that environment and and to to see a movie like Sensor. One that we're actually interested in, one that we uh, had heard about prior to like really knowing it was in theaters, and like at least I did, and was like, "Oh, cool! I'll catch this on VOD." I didn't think it would be coming to like theaters like this. 
I'm curious. How, yeah, I'm curious how many theaters it got at this point. Yeah, like if it was a wider release, and it's been playing for over a week too, because we we were worried that we wouldn't be able to catch it in theaters. Um, and our our friend Jordan Noel, alum of uh, yeah. the pod, um, saw it in Nashville at the Bell Court, which yeah. is you know the equivalent to to you know Midtown Arts kind of gave us there. a wreck. And yeah, it gave us the recommendation, and <clears throat> we can, I think we can go ahead and say I can say personally because we will get into spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Colby and I have not discussed. We are literally back to recording right from the movie in the studio. Yeah, in the studio. That is sponsored by all of your Patreon donations. Very much appreciated. Thank you for your tips. Thank you for your tips. Your tips and your tricks. You keep tricking us. Uh, the uh, we have not discussed our. Um, thoughts our feelings our initial reactions so you are hearing this we are both about to tell each other how we feel did we love it this is like therapy. did we this feels like therapy it? do you want do you want to uh go first Ugh, i don't i didn't like that breath but yeah I, I i will go first uh this movie was surreal it was uh ethereal at times the there was dream sequences there was gore at times it had a, a little bit of everything and i fully fully enjoyed it in, in a way that i was kind of able to just kind of let go and mm. let the kind of bonkers mm. visuals and storyline plot just rush over me and enjoyed the experience greatly those are my thoughts at first i had a pretty good time with it i I wanted more. I felt a little bummed. It wasn't, uh, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, trippy enough for like what it was going for. And I feel like I kind of caught on to the whole dealio a good bit way into it. I don't want to be that guy, but spoiler now immediately. Big spoilers. I, I kind of thought, that yeah huge spoiler recommend okay from the top get, get your big thoughts out first from the top i will just i just want to say uh w- you would recommend to go see this definitely yes i would recommend to go see it as well uh and not just for the there's not just for the extreme film goers out there this is like a, a horror movie just a regular yep this is just horror a horror movie. flick i think the majority of people can handle it yes uh i would also recommend going to see it uh even though what I'm about to say may be more negative, but uh, I had a good time with it. I'm glad that I saw it. It was fucking better than Spiral, and that's the first thing I saw in theaters. This was significantly better Step than up. that. And we should also say a debut. Oh, also, yes, a debut. So uh, we have to look at it in that sense as well. This is a, a yes. director's first feature film, and and her name yes. is uh, Prano Prano. Prano? I, I don't know how to say that. Yeah, we apologize Prano, for that. Uh, Prano Bailey Bond, um, which from, from our research a little bit, she had been doing a lot of short films. And I think that makes sense in, in thinking about this movie about censor because it really does have a lot of those uh, kind of low budget sensibilities of yep. like short film directing. Yep. And, you know, and this is not a long film either. This is a... Uh uh hour 20 hour hour 24, 24 yeah which ideal movie length for for a horror movie like this. yes yeah um so right yeah out of, with that out of the way go see it if you're interested in it slightly you may your mileage may vary uh more than mine i 
I feel I'm also a little spoiled right now because I've watched a handful of newer horror flicks that I've really enjoyed. Uh, so in my mind, I was like, okay, let's go for another one. And I was just like, okay, this one was just pretty good, which is not bad, but like, I really fucking loved In the Earth, which I watched recently. Oh, yeah, I'm excited to watch that, too. I really enjoyed Swallow, which I watched recently, even though the ending got muddy and kind of made me feel weird. Uh, Explain about that if we ever cover Swallow, which would actually probably work for this. (laughs) Um, If you're unfamiliar with Swallow, seek it out. It's another, like, low-budget, weird flick. Yeah. but yeah, I've just seen like a good handful of stuff that I've really enjoyed. So going into this, uh, I was ready to be kind of like, hell yeah, another one. And it was just pretty good. I thought the color palette was just very reminiscent of Mandy, and I feel like yep. everything's going to be Yeah, I, for felt, a while. I felt the Mandy vibes yeah. hard in this one. And, you know, Which for is better fine. or for worse, yeah. that's, that's kind of going to be picked up by a lot of films because Mandy was such an experience. And that this style, this, this color palette may not... Uh, may not strike anybody as much as it struck me, but as a horror fan and someone who consumes this, I have seen the pattern of what films are doing since Mandy came out. And everyone's just trying to get that really nice red pink hue Mm. in the shots. It looks awesome. I totally understand it. I love colors. I love it. It's awesome. But, um, yeah, it's, it's getting a little overdone for me. And also... This movie, I'm also gonna be that guy and say didn't it didn't go hard enough. I mean, I, I do agree with you there, yeah. but in my mind, like this almost could have been like a PG thirteen thriller. Exactly. Like, and I, if and it, not in a bad way, because no, 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 I no. think the the plotline lends itself yeah. to to not necessarily super gore, but more, without, of, a, more of a mystery type murder mystery maybe. Without the couple of gore shots, it yeah. probably would have been. Right. Like the and, language wasn't that bad. No, did they? From what I remember, I don't really recall them swearing all that much. Uh, None. There, uh, there's reference. Okay, so our main character, uh, Enid, Enid, um, played by oh, Neve Algar, Neve Algar, Irish actress, I believe. Who's a genuine chameleon? Just look up pictures of her. She looks different in every single picture. Yes, it's it's really. She looks different multiple times throughout the film as well. Not, I don't think purposely. It's just her face. Um, that feels like an insult. It's not though. Uh, so do with that what you will. The uh, the film follows her character Enid, who is working as a film censor during the video nasty era in the seventies, in the seventies and eighties of Britain. Um, Which to start that premise is awesome. kind of what the podcast yeah. is all about. Literally in the opening credits, there are glimpses of Driller Killer and a lot of yeah, those yeah, other yeah. original video nasties, and yeah, that 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 got me so excited for this movie. It was cool, and I was I don't know, I was hoping it would lean more into that. Uh, the, the I think it's more of a, like a commentary on exactly, it and like I think a, that's the most interesting shit, and we'll get into that for sure, for sure. Um, because I actually find the what I believe the thesis of the film to be, or at least the the primary idea of the film to be, uh, I find that very interesting. Uh, I just don't necessarily love the execution. Sure. So she's a film censor, meaning she has to screen a film that would be potentially deemed quote a video nasty. A podcast films. A podcast. One of our films. <laughs> That's exactly what they are, but of the yes. day. Yes, and 70s. we've covered a lot of video yeah. nasties on this podcast, a Driller Killer being one of them. 
Was was Joe D'Amato's films those old oh, Italian yeah, yeah, ones? Yeah, those yeah, were yeah. video nasties um, too. Yeah. Anthropophagus and Absurd, right. I believe, were both video nasties. As wow. Well. Yeah, and the Manson family movie we covered was a video nasty. Wow. We, this was like yeah, this because video like, nasties I think went through the nineties a little bit, and then uh, it just kind of went away and went to like a ratings situation. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, but she screens these films and uh, she does it very methodically, very profes- professionally. She doesn't, the content doesn't really seem to get to her. Desensitized, you very might desensitized. Say. And hey, we can understand that. <laughs> hey, we can watch things dead eyed. Yeah. Cause in, in, and take notes. <laughs> that's what we do. In, in, in a pretty interesting scene, one of her coworkers is watching and it, they're watching a pretty aggressive uh, assault scene. And after the fact, they're like drinking uh, like tea or whatever in the break room. And the coworker's like, oh, were you not bothered by that? And then she like kind of makes like a quip. Uh, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she responds smiling, like kind of chuckling it off. And we understand that. Yeah. Uh, to an extent, yeah. right? that's not we've, like a we've brag. Been, we've, we've had these conversations. Yeah, yeah. It's not a braggadocious thing, and we've probably talked about it on the podcast before. But uh, in a lot of ways, that brushing something off like that with humor is a way to just cope with dealing with what you saw. Yeah. Absolutely. But at the same time, this character that we're witnessing do this has seen so many of these movies that at this point, this is just another one of these fake bullshit excessive scenes that she just needs to write down as hey this is rejected or hey this needs to be cut out right it's just another piece of nothing to her and her perspective is really interesting on it too because she says a few times throughout the movie that she's doing this to save people yeah it had a have you watched saint Maud yet yes it had a it, that line had a very saint Maud vibe for sure i for fucking sure. loved yeah, it was Maude. really really yeah. good i think oh it's on God. hulu if it is interested hulu and prime yeah. if you watch if, it Fucking watch Saint Maud, yeah. dude. Uh, I don't want to derail because I think yeah. there's a lot to get to with uh, Censor. with censor. Yeah. But um, she uh, ends. I, I, I yeah. like I like her this introduction to her character because I was excited by her kind of logical viewing of of these films and just for seeing them as what they are. And also the fact that she like kind of enjoys editing and censoring them. I feel yeah, like. yeah, yeah. She she likes the power. It seems yeah. for sure. It feels like a a righteous cause to her. Um, that's kind of how it's presented. But she's also not like preachy. It seems, but she feels like she knows her shit. Yeah. Um, and as the movie's going on, there's like these little flashbacks here and there that you're like, okay, we're gonna learn about her past. Something happened with her sister. There is. Trauma. Trauma, because that is what horror is now. Yeah. It's all about anxiety yeah. and this, trauma. Yeah, this all of these kind of flashbacks throughout the film are, I, I understand the the kind of, we're over that. Yeah. Like, because we've seen that. Of yeah. course she's going to have trauma. Of course we're going to get start with glimpses of it and then get prolonged yep. dream sequences of, oh, and this they were is what well actually done. happened. Yeah. They were a little spooky. Um, honestly, it reminded me of a creepy pasta that I read years ago. Like a gen- if anybody, if anybody listening reads uh, Reddit or creepy pastas and shit like that, I'm, I'm outing myself that I do. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's pretty common these days. There are, uh, genuine diamonds in the rough on there of like, holy shit, this is a freaky, well-written story. And there was one, I cannot remember it. If anybody listening to this happens to remember what I'm about to describe, 
please send it to either uh, uh, the Instagram, the Twitter, or the email address. CellarDrollersPod at gmail.com. Boom, baby. And uh, Pod is pretty much across the board, yep. more or less. If you search Podcast, you'll find us. Yep. Um, so there's there's this one about these guys going to a cabin of sorts, and then some strange things start happening. And it, the main thing that I remember is that as they're trying to leave, uh, like part of the trail gets like flooded out, and then a bunch of baby doll heads start going in the the flooded water. And just that imagery always stuck with me. The cabin and that, and like the cabin had, I believe, like kept getting bigger as they were like walking around it, kind of like a house leave situation. Hmm. Uh, anyway. Uh, this scenario, these flashbacks, like gave me glimpses of that, and I was like, "Cool, I'm into this," because that creepypasta freaked me out. It's a lot of cabin in the woods imagery, which there is a we, lot, which yeah. we've seen at this point a thousand yep. times, and and that part I could do without. Yeah, but agreed. agreed. You know. I'm just saying to give it a kudo. Yes, my very specific experience of having read this vague story that I can't remember. It's good. Thought that was nice, yeah. an homage to something that is not intended whatsoever. When we were when we were watching the the previews before the movie, which yeah, I love. I've, I've missed previews. I've missed them so much. I just want to get that I out like there. Them. Seeing them in theaters, the, the best experience. It's and nice. there was a, a trailer for a movie. I don't even remember what, which one it was, but it was an IFC Midnight movie. The Neil Blomkamp. Film? Yes, that one. It's but called Demonic. We're interested in that movie. Yeah. But aside from that, the this movie gave me those like that IFC Midnight. 100 percent vibe where you it, know it was on magnet which also makes sense true yeah like i i like those kind of you know not perfectly made horror films but are good experiences mm-hmm. they're not necessarily super gory because they can't be yeah because of, the, because of their you know budgetary or they just don't want to or be. they don't want yeah. to be but you know what this also kind of reminded me of and i think our dude is in it who's the dude that we both know from this michael smiley uh, yeah uh this reminded family. me of fucking uh Tonally to come to daddy, the Elijah Wood movie. Is he in that? I saw that. I think he's in that. Yeah, you would like it. Uh, come to daddy's a little funnier. Oh, I have seen come to daddy. I I was like, I'm pretty sure you have. Yes, um. This reminds me a little bit of that in just in how it's handled in tone. Mm -hmm. Uh, not this one doesn't have as many funny bits, obviously. Come to daddy is much more comedic, but. Uh, how it's shot and how like uh, just the characters are kind of handled felt similar yeah. in my opinion. the cinematography I think is really similar yeah, which yeah, yeah, I, yeah I really did appreciate the shots in this movie I think everything it looked good looked really nice yeah. and again for the for, lighting may be a little derivative but it true. looks good still yes the yeah. frames were, were nicely set up the acting was on point I thought everyone did a very good job Neve the, the main Neve character did great. Enid she is yeah Star like, of the like, show, yeah, easily. she carries it, I've, and it, she dw- dives into like again things that we've seen before. It, yeah. It's like her trauma of her childhood has leaked into her real life, and she starts to lose it. Yeah, okay, and that's kind of the premise. So now to dive in more to the actual meat of the film, uh, we learn that her sister is quote unquote missing or dead due to. Her going. This is her younger sister mm-hmm. going off into the woods and something happening. We learn essentially that she may have gotten abducted and murdered. Is I mean, I think that's what we're told by the end. But it's it's also due to the vague, flashbacks, the due to the due to the ending, due to 
the parents implying like this was your fault or maybe she just like died in the woods like i don't we don't know yeah but there was a cabin there was a little game they were playing like it was essentially truth or dare like get dizzy and go into this house is what it seemed like it was and then it appears like maybe there was a man in there who axed the kid to death that's what the flashbacks are saying and that's a a lot of axing yeah um so we learn about that, and then she sees a film by a man named Frederick North, yep. right? And he, it's called... Uh, don't Go in the Church. Don't Go in the Church. and it, maybe a good title. I actually liked the title. I thought yeah. Don't Go in the Church was cool. Uh, before we get into that, I do want to say, like, a lot of the films that she screens for her job... Are real. They're real, but then, yeah. like, the ones that are even, like, remade by the film or to made to oh, look Oh, sounds like, super real. Yeah. yeah, they look. They do a really good job yep. on them. Like, the yep. the, the uh, ratio changes. Oh, and, like, it was all, oh super, is it super in eight? theaters felt phenomenal. What, what's the... It's It just goes to the 4-3 aspect That's ratio, right, yes. like what uh, The Lighthouse was shot in. And yes, shit. and that, seeing that in and theaters it kept changing was, and it was so awesome. cool. Like, yeah. that kind of... Uh, structural change that I genuinely was like so pleased with just like uh, finally like seeing it on the TV is one thing but yeah. seeing it that big is just so satisfying it, it really did do a good job of like kind of aping the 70s oh yeah, yeah, yeah grindhouse video nasty era it did a, it did a great job actually of that um, and there are certain sequences toward the end where it like enters kind of the fantasy realm but it switches to like it's being shot on grindhouse style like film tape yeah and it goes to that like much smaller aspect ratio and you're like hell yeah this is cool like this is a really cool choice and it really works for this uh sequence in the movie because we're questioning kind of what's going on and we i okay this is why i kind of had a problem because i wasn't really questioning this i was like okay i think i get the point of the movie and what the point of the movie is what i've been skirting around is usually the argument is that uh, these movies are responsible for crimes. They can in- influence people to do things, yada, 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 yada. That's the common consensus. Yep. So the movie puts a character here who is righteously standing up against that and then pretty much shows that these movies kind of influenced her to do something crazy. She ends up killing somebody and potentially kidnapping somebody. Again, unclear. As well, unclear. Yeah. Um, but, like, cool. Very cool concept. The the conceit kind of being, uh, not that the movies did this, uh, but they say that in the movie. Like, she blames the director. Like, you did this to the director. I'm like, yep. that's very on the nose. But it's it's trauma. It's it's about, like, trauma does this, and you can be triggered by something mm-hmm. is, is what the whole point really is, which is cool. But for me, I caught that early. So when she started going down a certain road of trying to figure out, like, hey, I think my sister's still alive. I think this Frederick North guy had something to do with it because Don't Go Into the Church has a sequence that very much mimics what happened to me and my sister. I think he kidnapped my sister and is using her in his movies. Her name is uh, Amber Lee. Nina. Well, Nina, but... Nina is the sister, and then uh, I think Amber Lee. Amber yeah. Lee is the, like, actress name or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, Nina's the sister. The parents got a death certificate. They wa- Alice Lee. Alice Lee. They want... They got a death certificate. They want uh, to just move on. Nina's gone. We don't know exactly what happened. Your memory is gone. You don't remember exactly what happened. 
let's just move on. Right. But she sees this movie and is convinced because the little girl in the movie is she's that's that's Nina. That's that has to be her. Her eyes are telling me her. It's her. And then she saw another Frederick North movie and Alice Lee was in it. And as an adult, she's like, that's the same little girl. Like, it just has to be. She has the same eyes. I'm convinced this man kidnapped my sister. The parents are like, great. We've, like, we've been doing this through again. this. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of when the it was really when the parents were like, we've been through this, where I was like, okay, she's delusional. Yes. And this is not actually happening. And she's going to be the baddie in the end. And that's what happens. She ends up breaking all of the rules of her job, stealing people's addresses. She goes to the the producer's house, uh, who is Michael Smiley. Michael Smiley, who, I mean, he gets what's coming to him for being a fucking slime ball, but so sleazy. Yeah, uh, she ends up accidentally killing him. But that let's talk about that death scene real quick. That was pretty cool. He's he basically she, she goes to his house at night. Uh, and we already know that he's a sleazebag. Yep. But she is curious about this Frederick North guy who he works with. Trying to with. get information, yeah. And so he obviously invites her in, thinking that, oh, this is going to go well for me. She must be here to fuck, is essentially yes. what's in his head. Yeah. Exactly. And when that does not happen, he gets angry, and then yep. they struggle, and he... Had, he tries, he's trying to assault her, and she pushes him. And he, sure. <laughs> and uh, he had previously shown this really expensive bottle of wine or scotch or something. It had basically a little trophy man uh, on the top of it. Yeah. A little, you know, bronze guy. And so he falls back. Oh, I thought it was an award that he won. Maybe it is. That might be it is what it is. Um, And he falls backwards onto it and it goes goes through through the back of his head, through his mouth. Yeah. Out through his mouth. And then for like 10, 15 seconds, we just see like kind of gurgling gurgling out of his mouth. It's pretty gnarly. That was... Yeah, it was cool. Really, the the big kind of gore scene of the yep. movie, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, I didn't see it coming necessarily that way. No, no, no. I knew I knew he was going to get impaled the way that they set it up. For sure, but yeah. I didn't know it was going to go through his mouth like that. I was like, that's pretty. That tight. was a nice little surprise. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, from there, she goes back to her office, steals the address of the director that's on file, uh, or at least where the movie's shooting or something, because that's I don't know how she got the fucking information, but she goes. And uh, is mistaken for one of the new one of the cast members. From here, it's it is when it gets very like surreal yep. and like dreamlike, and this is the point where I'm like, I don't care anymore. I'm yeah. just gonna I'm just gonna enjoy this this uh, atmosphere and the kind yeah. of dread because th- that's what it did really well. The whole movie is that there's just a sense of dread the entire time, mm-hmm. and even though paranoia, th- dread, even like, though it's yeah. never necessarily like capped off with anything you know, concrete, it does a good job of kind of keeping you at that yeah. intensity the whole time. And this, I, and for this kind of whole last third of it, I was kind of here for it. It was, it was just kind of weird. And it was, to me, it was very much a mix of Mandy and St. Maude. Like, yeah, for it, sure. It for sure. felt like the hyperness of Mandy with the, the piety the of St. Absolute. Yeah, dude. Like that ending is so fucking striking in yeah. St. Maude. I, God damn, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, from here it's like people are some people are being like really friendly. It feels Lynchian. Yes, uh, very, very much. Yeah, dreamlike, just like what is going like it's normal, but it's not. And we know at this point, like, she's losing it. Yeah. None of this is actually. We still happening. don't we're, we as an audience True. still don't yes. fully know whether Alice Lee is or is not her sister. At this point, I've already made up my mind that it's not. Right. It's argue. we don't ever fully know, but it's the not. answer is it's not. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Um she 
uh, ends up getting mistaken for a cast member, gets put into makeup, gets sent out into the woods where the director is. This is like bouncing between flashbacks. He's like, so th- this is where like from somebody who from for us has worked vaguely in film off and on at times, this, this also made me be like, okay, this makes sense for a film shoot. Like the director is trying to get this actress in the zone and is assuming that this is the actress that was hired and who is prepared right now mm-hmm. to be going through this. So to our protagonist, this is a man accosting her as in like yelling at her to like get into her emotions, find this dark beast inside her, like all this stuff. And she thinks she's speaking to her sister's abductor who's like fucking with her head. So it's like this really interesting yeah. juxtaposition from that angle and then he like finally riles her up and like pushes her to go to this cabin where uh the big scary man that's been in flashbacks and kind of like haunting in the background a little bit of like certain there's like posters of him because he's from another movie or something he looks like the kind of guy that would have been the bad guy in a 70s yeah he he looks they do a really good job of that mixed with the like freaky moon face dude from gerald's game because he's got kind of like a neanderthal neanderthal fucking skull looking thing yeah um so like she enters the cabin he's like "I've i've missed you so much and so to her, this is all, they know I'm her sister, the, all of this is going on. She, he takes Alice Lee and is like, you got to kill her, like time to sacrifice her for our love or something like that. And she takes the axe and like straight up murders him in real life. But right before he gets murdered, he says, that's not in the script. That's, well, she hits him and he goes, that's not in the script. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Which is hilarious. It, it was that hilarious. That moment was very funny. And that, that moment, you're like, oh, okay, this is 100%. Like, she's losing it. Yeah. Uh, Alice Lee starts losing it, like freaking the fuck out. The director runs in, Frederick <laughs> North, and it's just like, what the fuck? He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She decapitates him. Real quick. Starts chasing Alice Lee, being like, you're my sister, you're my sister. And Alice is like, no, I'm not. I have a sister, and she's not you, you fucking psycho. This is still a better twist than High Tension. True, it makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, honestly. That at least makes more sense. Uh, I had more fun watching this than rewatching High Tension. I'll De- say oh, that. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then this is where I think the film is most interesting visually, because it keeps cutting between like what we assume is like reality of the film production in the woods, and then it cuts between like her like weird delusions, both freaky and this like hallucinogenic blissfulness that she's feeling because she's like peaking in trauma. Essentially, yeah. she's her, like in pure shock. Her of, delusional state. Yeah. Uh, but this is the coolest part. It looks the coolest. It's honestly the creepiest. It's very Lynchian. Again, it's super like, Lynchian. Like super out of like Blue Velvet. Yeah, yeah. That kind of era of like the bright colors and bright the aspect colors. ratio changes again. Perfect suburb, family waving. I saved my sister, bringing her back to the family. Intercut with like quick shots of like Alice screaming and the parents looking concerned. So like we're led to believe that likely what happened is she killed people on set kidnapped Alice and was like, I brought you home. And like Alice runs to the parents and is like, fucking help me. And the parents are like, okay, <laughs> like <laughs> we're trying. We're, what is going on? <laughs> Cause the parents are not psychos and they recognize that their daughter uh, is struggling, but yeah. they don't, they didn't realize it was this bad. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. Last I enjoyed bit. the last bit is my favorite bit of the whole movie. Yeah, for sure. um, and yeah, like I would give this a, for me, I'd give this a three. This is a solid three for me. Uh, not one that I would watch again. 
that's why it's a three because I wouldn't revisit it. Not because it like disturbed me, just because I would watch Saint Maud. <laughs> I I might not watch this again anytime soon, but I would definitely suggest it to a lot of people. I would tell people. I, to I feel check like it a out. lot of people would enjoy this and it's a fun it's a fun thought exercise yeah. of it's more of a the the meta commentary is better, it's very interesting it's, it's better than the plot yeah. of the movie like it's what got it's a, saying is better is more interesting it's than, got a straight up funny games moment totally. where she pulls a remote control out of her pocket and then that's when it goes into that like more bright segment with mm-hmm. rainbows and shit uh, which is cool. It's it's asking, like, why are you watching this? They make it a point to call some of these video nasty directors geniuses and brilliant. and When just, they're all just assholes. When they're all just, like, <laughs> asshole predators who just want to make a fucking dollar yeah. with, off of skin and gore. Like, uh, it, it, it's not lost. And it's not lost on the commentary on... As an audience member, why do you enjoy this? It's not lost on us as some as folks who host a podcast mm-hmm. covering this depraved shit. Why do we give it a platform? We give it a platform, as we kind of discussed with Ian, because we uh, uh, we find this medium to be a uh, contained safe way to uh, express and experience. Uh, Less desirable emotions. Mm-hmm. And uh, this movie and films like Funny Games. And even if you're familiar with uh, Leslie uh, Vernon, um, oh, Behind yeah. the Mask. That's uh, a great yeah. one. That uh, one gets the into faux it. documentary. Yeah, that one gets into it as well. And the film that I really want to cover at some point, uh, Man Bites Dog, also oh, gets yeah, into it. Oh, yeah, I've that. always wanted to see that. Yeah, we should cover that soon. Sure. It's pretty it's brutal. Yeah, it's, it's from the 90s. It's a black and white French... Um, uh, mockumentary, uh, so found footage of like these guys that follow a serial killer around, and it's kind of the same as Leslie Vernon mm-hmm. behind the mask, but that one's more of, like got a comedic bent and like acts like Freddy Krueger and all that shit is real, whereas Man Bites Dog is like way more realistic and way more brutal. Yeah. Um, but those films like beg the question not only within the universe of the movie, like why are the characters what are the characters going to do about what's going on? But they also ask you, like, what are you going to do about that? Are you going to keep watching this? Are you going to keep giving this stuff a platform? Are you going to keep treating this as entertainment? Um, Because she even says that at one point to her mother in this movie. Her It's not entertainment, it's for work. Yeah, have you watched anything good lately? It's not entertainment, it's for work. And it's like... Well, to each their own, because we've I, watched... Hey, we could have that job. We could easily have Honestly, that job. Honestly, that'd be the best job. We'd be like, don't censor we anything. Would, yeah, we'd be terrible at it. We'd <laughs> get fired leave so Leave it quick. all. We would get fired so quick. Because <laughs> uh, we, we fully support, like, full dick in most movies. Yeah, I mean, why yeah. isn't the Marvel movies just showing full dick at this point, you know? They really draw in a better audience. We're sick of our films being circumcised. Literally. Literally. Leave the tips. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, Censor's uh, good. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, a, a fun theater experience. It is a fun theater experience. For sure. Um, I think it's juggling bigger ideas than it's able to pull off, which is my biggest criticism yeah. of it. But I, I completely give it props for trying to juggle those things and being successful for what it is and a really solid ending. I, I dug the ending quite sure. a bit, which- actually. Is the, honestly the hardest part of a good horror movie. Sticking to, to sticking an ending is tough. Yes, and so that yeah. gives it extra points for me. And so I might 
well, I wouldn't give it like maybe a 3.5, somewhere in between. 3, 3.5. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, I think it's, I, like I figured it you'd you. give it a 3.5. Yeah. Um, I didn't think you would give it a four. When no. we walked out, I'm like, he's going to be around me, but I think you're going to be a little higher than yeah. me. Yeah. Um, that's, that's pretty much where I'm thinking. Um, my question is, since this is a debut, would you see a second movie by this director? I'd be, I'd be curious yeah. too. Yeah, me too. I, I, I like her ideas exactly, and that's that's really fascinating. Like, if she gets a bigger budget, I'm, I'm excited to see what she would totally, you know, maybe be able to come up with because this is getting really good reviews. Yeah, um, throughout the internet, um, would you, you say Bloody Disgusting gave it four out of five? Bloody right? Disgusting gave it a four out of five. Yeah. Uh, Roger Ebert's gave it a two and a half, but that's a three out of five because they do it out of four. Right. So, like, that's a good review. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it doesn't seem to be getting good user reviews, but I think that doesn't surprise me. What what it is is because everyone's like, it's not it's not fucked up. And right. I'm like, yeah, it's like that's fine. That's not this the point. It's not of the it. point of it. Right. It's like not what this movie is trying to do. Um, but these are the, probably the same people that are watching Saint Maud and being like, it's fucking boring. Yeah, nothing happens. Nothing man. happens. I'm like, dude, that movie like filled me with Where's anxiety. Where's the lesbian scene? <laughs> oh my god. Dude, ah, fucking, yeah, St. Maud. Go it, check out St. Maud. Yeah, seriously. A24's got the Green Knight coming out, too. So wait. fucking excited. I cannot wait for that movie. That's going to be a great theater. So, so stoked. watch. And that Neil Blomkamp movie looks pretty wild. Demonic, yeah. Demonic. Gosh, I think... I'm really curious. Literally <laughs> really seeing curious. these theaters, th- seeing these previews in theaters makes us way more interested than if we were just watching true. it on our phone 100% true. Because you're like, oh, this is what they're going for. I actually didn't watch the... I saw that the demonic trailer had come out. I didn't realize the Neil Blomkamp. I Same. just saw, like, new demonic trailer. I'm like, dumb horror movie, a, not interested. Horror ti- a horrible title. It is. But then seeing, like, from Neil Blomkamp, I'm like, excuse me? And then the trailer's wild. For those of you who don't understand who we're talking about, this guy debuted with District 9, which got nominated for a fucking Best Picture Oscar. District 9 is incredible. It's an awesome movie. Yes. Then he followed that with Elysium, which is good, but not great. Yeah, not great. <laughs> not great at all. Jodie Foster's accent and it's terrible. Matt Damon's not doing his best. Charlton Copley, though, arguably going for it. He's got a samurai sword and everything. Yeah. He's killing it. Yeah, and I don't, t- I don't like his later roles. I felt he got a little cocky, but uh, he's not a good actor. But he's fun. He's not good. He's really fun in Elysium. Yeah. Uh, and I liked Chappie more than. Anybody. Everybody. <laughs> Anybody. Chappie got roasted. Yeah, Chappie's. I've never actually seen it. I need to rewatch it because Do you? I've only seen it once. You big fan? I saw it in theaters. Ninja and Yolandi. I don't want to get into it. Why? Because you're too into Yolandi? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. No. We can we can change the subject. Also, well, if you apparently want. they got canceled. So fuck them. Oh well. Th- are you surprised? No. No. <laughs> yeah. Like of no. 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 No, absolutely not. But yeah, that looks cool. One, one I was actually kind of bummed. This is Colby and I now talking trailer talk. Yeah, uh, our new segment, trailer talk. Trailer talk. Uh, oh yeah, I like it. This is actually kind of great. Yeah, yeah. I was bummed that they didn't uh, show Candyman because I'll watch oh. the hell out of that trailer all the time. I'm so fucking excited for the new Candyman. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, that's gonna be really fun. And Hannah, uh, over the past like two years, she's caught up on a lot of like the older horror flicks that she hasn't seen, and of them all, like she's very into Candyman. What a funny choice. Yeah, she loves it. And I mean, rewatching it, I was like, oh shit, this movie's like significantly better than I like. Rec- I always liked it, but I was like, no, this movie's like great. That I was really that was it. my sister's pick in her little. I know. I, I did listen to that. She one. loved it. Yeah, I haven't. I just haven't listened to most of them. I've listened. I've listened to a sprinkling. I'm glad you listened to the first one. A sprinkling of them. No, I listened to your or hers. I listened to Britney's. I listened to uh, uh, some other people's too. I can't remember everybody's names. You've done a good amount of little scary. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 
Um, you got to get Hannah on one. Why wouldn't you just do that one? It's your segment. I don't want to. I don't want to bogart your segment. You won't. Okay. Well, yeah, I can do one with <laughs> Hannah. I need your equipment. I'll, I'll loan it. I'll rent it out to you. You'll rent it out to me. Hell yeah. I'll loan it to you. I'll Hell yeah. It, I'll rent can it we rent out the whole space? Yeah, you can, have our, studio. you can have our studio. <laughs> okay, cool. For sure, yeah. Much appreciated. It's, it's going to be good. So go see Sensor. If it's playing in a theater in, near you, I implore you to see it. Which, and do not see Spiral from the Book of Saw. Don't see Spiral. That's a bad movie. Also, Sensor probably won't be in theaters much longer. So No, so if if you can catch it, catch it. This will be Otherwise, out. it'll be on, on demand. Yeah, but it's I don't cool. know how other cities work. We're on the yeah. East Coast, so maybe it'll expand. Maybe if it does well, it'll True. expand out. Yep. We'll see. But it will. it's already on VOD. It hit VOD this past Friday. So if anything that we've said entices you, uh, check it out. But we, I mean, we already can't wait to, to do more theater, current coverage. theater movies yeah. because that's what And we're going to cover just shit that runs the gamut of For like sure. horror and thriller. Yeah. Uh, like, cause we'll probably end up talking about the green Knight, and that's not oh, necessarily a horror film. It's, uh, it's got, it's got v- big pans labyrinth vibes. And it's going to have a lot of ding a ding a ding dong, baby. It did say graphic nudity and, and Christian can... leaned over between the theaters and was like, that means dong. <laughs> I did. I <laughs> and I, did. I, I agree with him. That does. That is what that means. It's an A24 film saying graphic nudity. It's going to have either Lady Bush or Dong. <laughs> That's what it's going to happen. Yeah. That's what it going to happen. Flip a coin. It's going to be one Lady of Bush or Dong. Or yeah. both. Why not both? Honestly, Fucking I, I Midsummer both. had both. True. That says graphic nudity. I can't wait until Green Knight. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. Do we know what we're going to watch next? Do you want to commit to Man Bites Dog? Might as well, right? Honestly, yes. Yeah, we because could. I've wanted to see it for a long time. Yeah, I love French movies. We haven't done like a deep, like kind of like a weird deep cut in yeah. a minute. Other, I mean, we just did Taxidermia, but that one is the known weirdest in, deepest cut. But that's in that is known, and it's on lists of oh, stuff. True, Man true. Bites Dog is a Criterion film. It doesn't pop up as often. Yeah. Um, and I only came across it back in the day. Do you own it? Yeah, I own the Criterion nice. of it, uh, oh, nice. but it's only on DVD. They still haven't upgraded it to Blu-ray. Um, they. Uh, I came across it because it was on Criterion. Right. And I became obsessed with, like, I want to own the whole collection. When I was in high school, I've, that obsession is gone. But uh, you, You've shifted into other obsessions. Instead. I, I have too many records. Exactly. Um, but uh, so I got that one because it was just on a list of, like, horror thriller that Criterion had. And I watched it not knowing a goddamn thing about it. And I was like, holy fuck, this is Man, what intense. a cool, like, going in yeah. blind experience. It's a good flick. So, yeah, I say let's, let's do, do Man Bites Dog. Let's do it. We'll do that one. Put that one on the books. Uh, and as always, like, if you guys think of something, let us know because we yeah. really want to kind of watch things that obviously we haven't seen, but maybe things that really affected you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions, hit us up at the email, which is cellardwellerspod at gmail.com. And search for us on social media, Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, TikTok soon to be. Uh, yes, Colby's trying to, he'll handle the TikTok. You want, you want ass? You want to see ass shaking? You want ass? Christian's got you. I mean, I'll perform. I just can't have TikTok on my phone. It'll it'll be it'll break my brain. Okay, you'll be, you'll just be the star. I'll be the star. Okay, great. You can you can shovel in the views, but I'll be the star. He's he's gonna be my magic mic. Oh yeah, you can you like. I haven't seen that movie. I just assume there's a I lot of actually that. either. Should we do it for the? It's pod? Soderbergh, man. I love Soderbergh. We gotta check it out later, y'all. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye.